0: fantasy baseball picks and bets here on the mayo media net please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod and in a minute i'm going to put on a clinic and ask you to press the cartoon finger down below because that like button matters more than it should who am i am your host the big man with the big mouth from the big apple that's john the gazer follow me up at john the gazer how creative on the bird app at J O H N L A G H E Z Z A John a Flow Sharper than a Razor. Hopefully you agree with the nuance in the context. We're dropping dimes here. Cork stats, Mayo, MediaNet, week three waiver wire show. Thank you, everybody. The feedback interaction is exactly what you know got this show back here this second time around. Fantasy baseball so much work. We're really just trying to make it. So, if you just follow us up here, two kind of half hour, 25 minute shows a week, not only will you be on top, like following, but you'll be on top of it, hopefully winning your leagues. Because at this point, already, right, we're right, in right, April at this point, and it's a, it's a testament to the length of the season and just the fortitude of the work that goes into it. So much work. So, hopefully, you know, I'm going to do a lot of it so you don't have to. Audio only people, you can jump over to YouTube and check some snazzy graphics i've been putting together i think they're really helpful especially this waiver stuff you know we're gonna sit and write down every single name we're gonna go over all the names but it's really tough especially any kind of numbers and stuff so jump on over to youtube or twitter the mayo media network handle i'll have them there as well I like to share this stuff you know prove that I'm working so i guess without any further ado we should just jump right up into it again if you're unfamiliar you know welcome aboard thanks so much Beginning of the week, we're coming at you, mining the statistical leaderboards on both sides, hitters and pitchers. Yeah, I got access to nerdy stuff that you don't. And I think it's the best way to help find, you know, new players doing good things, or even old players doing good things. Just players doing things beyond the box score, you know, because that's where everyone's looking. So it's not like there aren't answers, they are just everyone's looking there, so we want to look elsewhere. You know, deviating from the crowd is always at the center of winning markets. So here we go. Mayo, Midi Net, Waiver, Wire, Fantasy Baseball Week 3. Let's get them. 'em. We'll start behind the dish. Can I get I was like, I don't even know. I guess I have some stats. But at the same time, most of this. I hate to, you know, I hate the laugh. Most of it's just like, they're playing, they're playing, they're playing. They're playing against righties, they're playing. So hopefully some of these guys, you know, can help you out. Again, 10, 12, and 15 team ads at each position. That's why there were three in each of the offensive positions. Pitching, you're on your own. Not do my best to help you. But forget what type of league you're in. Pitching is tough no matter what. I mean, I'm in a high-stakes 12-team league that I guess is considered shallow because there's only five starters and two relievers, which I always thought was normal before, before I started playing in, I guess what you call high-stakes leagues, NFBC. But even Fantrax has them. 9P designations, right, where... Could be nine relievers, could be nine starters. The fact of the matter is, those, that's the fact those are 15 teams. The stress of the market is ridiculous. There isn't any pitching in the 12 team league. It's not like I'm going oh, my hand. Look at this guy's available. I can't believe it. Woo! Uh uh-uh, uh, not at all. Partially because of people like me, I overdraft starters. I don't really look to carry bench bats. I'd rather churn my bench bats and choose from starters. So let's do it. Behind the dish, it's again you know players some players would be the same but i'm trying to keep it new i'm almost looking at this as if you were stuck in this format who would i go get so if you're stuck in a 10-team format i think shay langolier has probably played himself up 12s it's Bethancourt. 15 take the zero (laughs) i got i got austin hedges when you're chasing the catcher in pittsburgh you're really you're in trouble man you know but such his life, in the big city sometimes, but um, when I say Bethencourt, he's been good. And Langelier is the other one. You know, they're just kind of doing things. And if you're playing all, all the time, Langelier's in particular, full comp of plate appearances. He's got three homers. No steals yet, but I mean, what do you expect? I actually think he might get a couple before. The year is done, although I, I've been wrong (laughs) right on a few of those where a lot of us thought the everybody was just going to start stealing bases that doesn't seem to be the case what we've identified early and again it's okay to be wrong as long as you're taking good data and making smart choices going forward i think it's important to try and circle the guys that might break that formula we talked about right that time formula and there's a couple of guys here so we'll get to it later but always lessons on top of lessons right there's a it's a pretty complex game so bethancourt langolier is both just kind of doing the thing if you get caught you can't go wrong you're gonna get a little bit of pop and there's at least enough batting average and it won't kill you i was joking about hedges but he's like playing every day for pittsburgh i guess this is just it's so bad if you get stuck he's playing you know four of the last five five of the last seven Every day against righties, if that means anything. So it's Austin Hedges and his 160 BA. But things are really tough. You know, I've been, I added Joey Bart, you know, so he's not on this list. So maybe I should do that also, right? It's always impossible to cover for everybody. So Hedges is my ad because I already have Bart. But if Bart's out there, he's my 15 team ad. Let's go to first base. The stats, I'm not even going to really bother. I'm not even going to bother. It's not worth it. This is more adding in base in baseball at this point is just more about like good or bad talent or not opportunity or not not so much like oh this ba it's when you get the high stake ads come sunday night and you're flipping coins and splitting hairs maybe but when doing the kind of rough work i'd say no so let's go to first base it's Luis rice who's just shown he's legit you know he's a legit hitter and if you get in trouble at first base he can fill in he's gonna play every day and get on base like crazy I actually think there might be a little more pop than people think. Then the Conor Joe, who, yeah, you know, it's funny. He's his name's popping up in a few of my like draft champion teams. under these kind of deep, very deep drafted whole teams where you're just glad you have anybody. But he's played in eight of nine games. It's, 340 batting average of the year, five doubles, two ding-dongs, and a steal. So, you know, well, get while the good times are getting, right? Eat while it's good, strike while the iron is hot. And then to Jesus Aguilar, who's been pretty terrible, if I'm not incorrect. But again, you fall back on the fact that he's playing? If you're in 15 team leagues, batting 240 with a single home run, give up 40 batting points for an extra three or four ding-dongs over second base. Bryson Stott, not just playing every day for philadelphia right so um, i'm trying to stress this i don't play in any 10 team leagues but this is more i'm thinking about these are like the graduation plays right the guys that i because i know i play 12 team guys that I, maybe i thought of being ancillary in as far as 12 teams have graduated forward again i don't play in 10 i like to be very clear i play a lot of fantasy baseball just not in 10 team leagues bryson stopped batting 360 on the year with a hover six runs seven ribbies three steals doesn't have 20 strikeouts but he's playing every single day leading off so could do a lot worse that offense is going to tick up i don't think he's going to get bumped out for bryce harper either so bryson stott wheels up vaughn grissom next to the He's been a roller coaster ride but with orcia down he's up for a bit wouldn't overreact to anything we've seen so far because it's been so little, but he has kind of shown us, right in the kind of small set, what he is capable of. That's Vaughn Grissom. You know, really impressive stuff, but I mean, I guess, I whatever, he's batting 273 for whatever matters. But it's pretty empty right now. Bottom line is, when I'm playing every day, I think he'll be good. I think he's probably locked into the back end of the lineup, which again, is always part of the calculus. He's about sixth or seventh but he's played you know seven days in a row versus lefties and righties so opportunity and skill set you got to go with grissom then it's josh harrison those same Phillies. they lost sosa and i believe since then harrison's played every day so sometimes that's all it is opportunity arising with injuries he's played four or five games since they haven't faced a lefty but at the very least i think he's safe for the lion's share of plate appearances this is josh harrison i think he's actually been okay also if i'm not if i'm not wrong i must have missed his name but what are you gonna expect from harrison he does actually give you some roto juice but it's definitely not a guy you look at a stick you know if if you get caught in a spot where you're starting josh harrison hold your eye rolls you know you could do better of course but you're not looking from the stick you're always looking to churn but he could get it for you right because again he's gonna play in a decent offense Right now, injuries just feel like they, they won't stop. you got to keep up with the times. If you get caught, you know, you need plate appearances. And like, it's Chase Peterson, maybe he was that other guy on Oakland. Right? I'm trying to give you the 15 and then the 15-plus. I'm trying to do it for everybody. Over to shortstop, Nico Horner right now is legit. I think he's nine steals. So, he's got to be roster University. I know some people were wondering. To Enrique Hernandez, Kike for the Red Sox. Did you have that gaping hole at shortstop? You know, so he's going to do it. Sorry about the mic bang. Uh, Enrique also probably worth holding anywhere because second, short, and center, all in the past, like, five or six days, playing every day versus lefty. And righty, though, I know some people were wish-casting on him leading off. He's been spotty, so you really can't rely on it anywhere. It's been fifth the last couple days, but when you see a six, when you see a seven, even a nine or an eight, you really can't be too surprised. Though the eights and the nines, granted, were earlier in the year i'm never too much of an enrique guy he probably fits that bill also players i'm looking to kind of move even if i have to start him he scored 15 runs nine ribbies on three dongs but only 229 batting average and he does have a steal so you know it's a little bit of everything but just not a guy that i think is really going to stick enrique more of a filler i mean you know he went bananas in the playoffs and i think that's exactly what you're going to get a spike here and near that last a couple weeks then it's taylor walls for Tampa Bay, let's finish up the infield, then we'll take a quick break, jump into the outfield, and pitchers, you know, both starters and relievers, hopefully get you out of here a little bit sharper for the wear, so it's Taylor Walls, I gotta be careful, these Taylors and Tylers, Wells and Walls, this is Taylor Walls for Tampa Bay Rays, say that three times fast, now batting three fifty on the year, everything that Tampa Bay seems to touch right now, turning to gold but he's played four of the last five days mix of lefties and righties and then actually so two of three four of six and then six of nine so you're getting two on and one off pretty consistently moving up from seven to six playing second short and third wall's going to click a lot of eligibility tags also something that you want to keep an eye on right those guys i meant to mention before and i got taken away because newsflash i talk too much those guys meaning players that have multiple eligibilities enrique hernandez was the one i meant if you're in a league with everyday moves or even nfpc double daily weekly whatever, bi-weekly double daily goodness gracious those players are so valuable because players go down all the time you head into the weekend you want those three games And a player like Enrique Hernandez or Taylor Walls, which are not, you know, necessarily great on their face, are going to play every day. So, where I come from, that ain't nothing. Third base hot corner, Patrick Wisdom is Babe Ruth, in case you haven't noticed. You know, not saying I'm necessarily buying it, but you got to get where they're getting as good. That's what I meant before. Three doubles, a triple, and eight ding-dongs, 15 runs, and ribbies each. Not total, people. He is killing it right now. Patrick Wisdom. I mean, as good as this has been, the low will probably be just as low. Followed by JD Davis playing every day. One of the players I do have on my draft teams, drafting whole teams, I mean those deep leagues. I thought he'd play every day. Now he's playing every single day for the Giants. Ooh, what a thunk it. Man, you gotta get with JD Davis. I have a feeling he's gonna play his way into 10-team viability. He's never been a bad hitter. He's just never had a chance. Bad in three, twenty-eight, two doubles, four. Ding-dong, seven runs, 13 ribs. Oh, yeah. Get with J.D. Davis. And then, third base, I'm going to tell you why I just about hiccuped and fell into my chair. It's Nick Baton. I think he's leading off the Tigers, man. They were just struggling. Nick Baton leading off every day against righties. He's about in second in the past four or five days. You know, these are the things, hopefully, that you're going, ha, that's why I listen to this show. You know, the value of the Picking up on players. Those, those are major moves, right? You're not just talking about playing every day. moving Play into the leadoff spot in the lion's share of games against righties. Now, we don't know if it's going to stick. We don't know if it's going to be any good. But it's the opportunity that becomes a leading indicator. Because if he it produces, it will probably stick. So, Nick Baton, batting 151 of the year. <laughs> burying the lead there. He's, has not been good. He does have three homers, though. Other than that, it's been a rough go. I don't know. Detroit just shuffling it up. Hoping to find something. So, I, you know, I'm digging the moves, but it hasn't really happened. Before I mention Chase Pete, Peterson, because we mentioned Harrison, who has a third base tag. And I'm sorry, Peterson would have been my escape route on third base. Geez, second base. I don't even know if I have one. If I, have one, if I needed somebody in, in for second base, gosh. I mean, it's probably, like I guess, I mean, Harrison, that's why he's there. After that, geez, it might be Kevin Newman, although Newman... Not playing every day the way I had hoped. Playing spurts. He played four games in a row. lefties, and righties, and he sits two in a row. You know, Spencer Steer is back. That might have been it, right? That Sinzel was out, so we played. Steer is out. He played, now he's back, and that could be it. So, I don't know, kind of stuck at second base. That's a tough one. Gene Segura is getting dropped everywhere. Christian Arroyo, they have not been good, but such is life in the big city, like I said. so All right, that'll do it. For the infield, Langoliers, Breton Gordon, Hedges Beyond the Dish. Arias Joe Aguilar, Stott, Grissom Harrison at second base, Horner, Hernandez, and Walls at short wisdom, Davis and Matana at third in the hot corner. Wrap it up in case you fast forwarded for some reason. Shame on you. Into the outfield we go. That same betting site. I printed James Outman tickets at 80 to 1 for rookie of the year. It's now five to one. Woo! And in every format. Ten teams. Then the man Cody Bellinger with the four hundred and twenty-foot home run on four twenty can't make this stuff up yo and then Kerry Carpenter the big lefty rookie on Detroit I think he's starting to get it going you're going to start getting familiar with that name he's getting added in 12s get ready for him from 10s you're going to beat the crowd with these big breakout sticks I think we're on the verge I think Carpenter could be special and if not you churn. that's always the lesson with 10 guys especially ones you didn't pay a lot of draft capital for goodbye no big deal you don't even get married to it. You don't worry about it at all. You don't worry about it at all. The problem is when you spend a lot of draft capital, then you bench them, you're trying to drop them. But then your rosters to be more efficient elsewhere. Again, these things are hard. If you're carrying prospects and stuff, that's always the problem. But if your studs are not good, you don't want to roll. I don't like rolling out guys for nothing. I'd rather bench them and play guys that are hot. You know, healthy opportunities. So again, 12 teams. Josh Lowe now kind of doing the thing, right? Funny how these things happen uh, i wish i could say i had a single share in five million teams but i don't it's a 362 ba four homers and three steals he is rocking and rolling right now 11 runs and 13 ribbies everything on tampa turned into cold i was a detractor i didn't know the hit tool was there he's looking really good playing every day get with josh Lowe. then brandon marsh same thing hit tool coming along you're gonna get homers you're gonna get steals looking really good playing in a good offense though he's gonna bat like sixth or seventh. That's what's keeping him from the big club to 10 teamers. And Jack Swinski, who's like like a legit power hitter? I think just because you're some the pirates, people say hey, he's kind of stinks. I think he's also getting platooned. And then it kind of opens the question of, well, if the guy's like legit your best hitter, should he be playing every day? He actually played against Lefty for the first time this year the other day, so they bat him eighth against him. So maybe that's a sign of things to come, which it should be, right? Are there really enough hitters? better than Swinsky to sit him ever i don't know man i would be looking a lot of rock and roll so i think you add Swinsky now because if the door does open to everyday playing time he becomes a 10 team add then over to the 15 team guys you got to be a little more desperate for my guy that i'm recommending everywhere i want to be first on record because i haven't heard the name it's stone garrett for washington if you're saying who that's like exactly the point stone garrett stat cast darling in the very small set that we've seen 478 B.A., three doubles already and a ding-dong. No steals yet, but he has st- stolen bases in the minors putting up ridiculous 600 P.A. pace numbers. That's all to can look at. So Garrett for sure. 15 teams starting to play every day for a bad Washington team. Hopefully no one will block him. He's only batting seven. At first they were just kind of playing him sparsely. It was like against a lefty, then it was against a lefty, then a righty, then he sat for a few days. Now he's playing every day. And I hope this is it. I was big into Out's call. He was playing every day, leading off every day. Now he sat two of the last three days. He's back, played with Garrett. They sat Victor Robles, who's been good. I think he deserves to play. Lane Thomas also, but then it's Manessis has got to get bumped. Right, you can see how you know when you look to pick on these bad teams for plate appearances. Dominic Smith has been the guy, kind of keeping us out. He's not hitting either but keep an eye on Washington it's been stolen Garrett they're going to be battling but if Garrett breaks out you know this could be it it could be a guy that goes universal on it so get with Garrett now then it's Jihan Bay on Pittsburgh who if you're stuck for steals I think you push him up a notch same to be said for Miles Straw they're not going to do anything in terms of power though I think Bay might even have a one home run Straw's not going to do anything in terms of power but going to play every day he's going to score runs because he's getting on and he's going to steal you know all those things right, to kind of move the needle in fantasy, so sometimes it's just desperate times calling for desperate measures, and that's the hitters, to the pitchers, Mason Miller, I mean, in all formats, empty the wallet in fab, right, I mean, how could you not go to the 30, 40 percent on this guy, he looks ridiculous throwing 104, he's probably gonna get hurt, but who knows, we don't know anything about that. I love that. He's going to get hurt. Well, you know, He might give you the 12, 13 starts in a row that you needed. And even if it's 65 innings, you get 65 innings of ridiculous stellar work. So don't listen to people talking about injuries. They don't know. Kyle Bradish, who's back, looks sharp if he got dropped for the injury. And Battenfield for Cleveland was on the with list, right? That advanced statistical leaderboard. So was Griffin Canning. So, again, putting our money where our mouth is mining the leaderboard, coming up with names, and they make it on the list. Again, these guys are starting right now. So that's why they're at the top. I really tend to like both Matt Libertor and Tyler Bybee. It's Bybee, not Bibby. I've said it incorrectly in the past. Forgive me. I'd have them above Canning and Battenfield if I have the luxury of not starting them. If I need innings, you can't start guys not starting. Don't do that. But if you have the luxury of waiting, if you're healthy and you're churning, like we always preach, Libertor for St. Louis, I think he's going to get a look, I think he's going to stick, and I think he's going to be a big difference maker. Remember, this show is where it's at right now. It's week three. Week three. Only week three. We got to get into 20-somethings. That if we're talking about Libertor by week eight, as like the ace have had, you're going to look back and say, oh my goodness, I picked him up for a buck. And now he's winning the league. That's what happened last year. It was Kyle Wright and Brady Singer. Where right? we added all these guys, we were awesome. Graham Ashcraft and everybody last year. So this is how you do it: monitoring the board, getting involved, hopefully listening to the show, and then hitting rate, review, and subscribe because again, it just matters way more than it should. Like we actually care. Wrap it up with relievers before we get out of here, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Doing a bit of a one man band thing, but. I think this is how you do it it's more strategy than stats right now what you're adding we'll do the stats at the beginning of the week and the theory and the names at the end it's jose alvarado uh, looking like a lockdown mariano rivera type closer for philadelphia Anime in all formats then a rolled this chapman right barlow struggling chapman's looking good he could be it i know people were scoffing but we knew the potential was there we didn't know if he's gonna be great because the control was looking so poor but, again, that's just what it is. You know, you can't fight it. It's rollover everything. And I have the red flag on the Barlow chart. ERA is at 9. Yikes. You know, that's not going to play. So, look for a role of Chapman to start closing games. He might be owned. If not, you're desperate. I couldn't find anybody. I'm going to go with Daniel Bard, who's back in game action, right? He was on the IL for Anxiety in case he's out there I know some people had to drop him look for him and if not you're just churning right now you know it's it's rough it's really rough you know it's guy I actually you know, pitch for the athletic I put a list of guys that have it's surprising but it's the world we live in with relievers so don't be afraid for a week if you get stuck rather than chasing garbage reliever garbage relievers you find the teams that have starters that don't go more than five and there's a handful of relievers I think I highlighted nine or ten relievers at least nine innings pitched this year, at least one win, at least 12 strikeouts, at least maximum two ERA, I'm sorry, right? So guys have lit it up, and you wish you had them over, you know, any of the garbage you've been rolling out there right now. I'm telling you, streaming is tough. I was very good pitching until, you know, I was yucking it up. <laughs> I'm so cool. Until my guys started getting hurt also, right? Trevor Rogers is down, and Brandon Woodruff is down and jeffrey springs is down and all of a sudden you know not an overall winner anymore so that's how it goes we're gonna keep working or i'll keep working you just keep listening rate review and subscribe on the way out please press the like button tag patty mayo on social media he loves that stuff and we'll see you next week early on holler at me with any other questions you know between now and sunday when we add if anything but if anything the audio only listeners, feel free to jump over and grab the screenshot of this, right? You know, it's all right there. So that will do it. Thanks so much for picking up what we're putting down here at Cork Stats on fantasy baseball picks and bets. Hang on, what is it? Mayo Media Net really appreciate you. You know, enjoy all the cool guff and mixed martial arts stuff, the UFC stuff going on that Patty and the boys are doing is so, so good. And then before you know it, it's football, right? NFL draft and stuff. But we'll be doing the baseball thing all year. Again, two 25-minute episodes a week to keep you in touch with your fantasy season. All right, we'll see you soon. Catch you on the flip side, yo. Peace.